Welcome to What We've Watched, episode 25. Uh, this episode is uh, our top five Christmas movies. Uh, my name is Chris. This is Emmett. So, um, I guess, you know, tis, tis, uh, tis the season. Uh, everybody's watching uh, Christmas films this time of year. Um, lots of, you know, specials on TV. A uh, lot of stuff going through, like, stuff when I was thinking about Christmas related, like, things I watch. Uh, I realized, like, a lot of stuff, I was like, oh, that's great, that's great. Oh, wait, a lot of that stuff isn't actually Christmas movies. Yeah. It was a lot of, like, oh, it's, like, you know, stuff like The Grinch Who Stole Christmas and yeah. stuff like that. It's just like, oh, wait, these are, like, like 20, 30-minute TV specials. specials. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, cool. you could almost do a top five of that. Yeah, you could. Um, I mean, I couldn't because I don't really know Yeah. Uh, well, I think probably I could do these are the five I like. The only one that I watch every year. The only one I really know. The only one I really, I mean, I know the Grinch one, but I mean, yeah. it doesn't really mean that much to yeah. me. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but the one that I would say, like, I probably would like if I had to sort yeah. of pick one of those would be like the Mickey Christmas. Oh movie. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The but, Mickey Christmas. Um, but that's, you know, yeah, there's, there's, there's a few of those. Um, you know, uh, uh, there's some kind of like old, but classic, I don't know if they're good, but they're kind of like like the the Rudolph one with the the, oh, anima, yeah, yeah, the yeah. animatronic Rudolph one, which is no, no, kind of like stop motion. stop motion. Yeah, sorry, stop motion yeah. <laughs> animatronic. Yeah, stop motion uh, Rudolph one that is kind of like both amazing and terrible <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, those are classics. Yeah, yeah, they're not really my thing. But, no, no, I, I every so I, you know I sort of in and out every so many years. I'll like watch a few of them, yeah. Uh, but definitely, yeah, the Mickey one for sure. The that's. A lot of those are from like you know our childhood. A lot of those came out when. Well, we were, all that stuff was yeah. seen a lot. Yeah, as a, when we were kids. But like, yeah. I just didn't. I never. I didn't remain like mm-hmm. into them. No, no, no. Later on, so. But, uh, but yeah. Um, so uh, before we actually get straight into our lists, mm-hmm. um, just curious if you had any criteria. Uh, the only thing really is that. Um, I, I wanted to avoid – I mean it's just the usual kind of thing that we usually do where I try to avoid a lot of the sort of like this movie takes place on Christmas but it has nothing to do with Christmas, Christmas. really. You know, like um, I don't have Die Hard. Okay. I, I was going to bring that but, up. But you know what? If somebody else picked Die Hard as a, as like a, a, a top Christmas movie or whatever, yeah. I'd be like, fine. That's, that's yeah. totally cool for you. But for me, it's like it has no bearing on the on the story. Exactly. It could have been any. It takes place at the holidays. It's That's a, it. Yeah, it's the holidays, and mm-hmm. it's basically um, because it's like an office party. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. The, it starts out where the building mm-hmm. they're having like a, a par- office party. Yeah. It could have been for it's any a occasion. summer office party. Yeah, it really it makes for no occasion. difference. Yeah. Um, the only aspect and the only sort of wiggle room I think that's, that's there is that if people really want to justify it. Because uh, I do have one pick on my list that is a questionable oh, okay. justification, kind of like that. Okay. Not as much as Die Hard, but it it, it is a bit questionable. Mm-hmm. But my, the reason why, like, I think Die Hard skirts a fine line because there is a bit of a theme of, like, family and sort yeah, of, like, yeah. how, you know, him being sort of, like, because, cause, like, him and his wife are kind mm-hmm. of, like, 
you know, estranged, and it's like yeah. they going. Well, it is. I mean, the, the fact that it's Christmas is the whole the reason that it's there. Sort of bring things yeah. together. No, no, I realize Christmas yeah. is why he's there, but I mean, again, it could have been any any reason occasion, he could have special been. Yeah, occasion, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you could kind of argue for it. Personally, I think it's a little bit too. It it, it just doesn't have enough to mm-hmm. really do with Christmas. It's it's a movie that takes place. At it's Christmas. a holiday movie, not a Christmas. It's, movie. it's more. No, it's not even a holiday movie. Well, it, it takes place at the holidays. In the sen- yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then the other aspect is just that um, because it's Christmas, the way that it's set up, like where there's less. Um, well, there's like no other people around. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, yeah there's yeah. not as many people around. There's not mm-hmm. like like everyone's kind of doing their own thing. So so it allows mm-hmm. things to kind of go a little bit more. It isolates things a yeah, little more, yeah. kind of thing. So I mean, I, there is some justification for it, but for me, mm. it's much in the same way that when we talked about the time travel movies, it's like you have you know time travel movies, and then you have movies that just kind of have time travel in it. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. It's like it's a movie that takes place at Christmas. It's not really a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, but like I say. It's like the Terminator skirts, of time travel movies. Yeah, it, it's the, but like yeah. I say, it skirts a fine line, mm-hmm. and if somebody wanted to include it, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I don't because yeah. that's sort of my criteria. Um, yeah, ex- I follow exactly the same the yeah. same criteria. You know, no knock on Die Hard, love Die Hard. Of course, I, I own the trilogy. I mean, if we're going to do like uh, top five like action films, that would be yeah, yeah, there. for sure, for sure. Like one of the it classics. is it is an amazing movie. That's one of the classics. Um, but I know that's always everybody's like, really. oh, Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard. And it's yeah. Like, eh, yeah. How many Christmas carols do they sing in Die Hard? Oh, I'm sure there's some, but... <laughs> I mean, well, he does. He does actually yeah. do do a... But, you know, it's... Yeah. You know, it, it's... Uh... Uh, yeah. All right. Um, so, so, so the movies on our list are, yeah, very... Obviously, then, directly very Christmassy. For the um, most part, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I have one that kind of skirts that edge a little, um, but... Uh, right. Uh, do you want to go first, or... Oh, I think it's your turn. My turn to go first? Yeah. All right. Um, we normally swap back and forth. See how, so. how we're doing here. Um... So, uh, crossover. Um, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing at least one, probably two. Probably two because at least two because I do have. Um, I have a multi choice. Oh, you have a multi choice because it's oh, like okay. a, I got a bit cheatery with you got, one. You got but a little, you got a tie. There's a reason for oh, okay. it. So, right. but I think that'll probably result in. Because I have a couple of extra on my list, oh, okay. okay, that may result in probably yeah. like two or three. I probably just, two. Yeah, I just went the. I just kind of. I was like, all right. I just pushed everything to the also rans. I'm guessing uh, two. Yeah. I don't have any also rans really, oh, okay. but there is a couple that I okay. can talk about. Um, we got there. All right. So uh, my number five is from 2003. It's Love Actually. Okay, I've embarrassingly never actually oh, seen it. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I know of it very yeah. well, of course. The most people have seen this one. Giant cast: yeah. Bill Nye, Liam Neeson, Colin Firth, it's a, it's Emma Thompson. It's a big ensemble. Kind just, of thing. Yeah, it's crazy ensemble cast. It's, it's one just of those one of those things that slipped through the cracks that I just never got back to. Yeah, I mean, uh, you yeah. have uh, a bunch of classic stuff like that. that I, um, you know, you've just started kind of. <laughs> it's oh yeah 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 like too. movies like I should have seen but haven't. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is actually one like I know it came out in two thousand three, but I did not see it for number of years yeah. it was probably it's one of those ones that's really 2009 or 10 before it's one I of those it. ones that's really had legs like oh pe- yeah people discover it like yeah. a few years after it came out mm-hmm. and it and it still feels like it's new and it just kind of goes yeah. and goes I, I don't know how long it can sustain that but it's been it more, does that's I mean, kind of what it's, it's like. not that i mean i guess it's a 12 year old movie by now but yeah. it does a good job of despite the fact that you know like the time where it came out like it it hasn't it didn't immediately date itself, yeah. Like a lot of movies, well, it's not, of, of like sort of a modern setting movie. It's not can. like an '80s movie or a '90s yeah. movie, so it's still kind of 
Yeah. You know. Um modern. And uh it's a it's a movie for those that haven't seen it, it's a um, multi-part story movie where it's got it breaks all the the characters into into a number of different stories and then it just over the course of the movie there's a little there's some some lots of crossover some a little bit of crossover yeah. um it's it's one of those like real nice classic uh just like like feel good movies uh you know there's there's a little bit of drama there's uh, but it's mostly just it's funny um lighthearted um bill nye is I don't want to say he's the main character, but sort of a, a lot of the stuff, um, the the, the other smaller stories, somehow. yeah, sort of um, uh, center around either him or things that he's involved in, um, and he uh, he sings this. Well, he's like a, a singer, and he sings this uh, song uh, that he's like famous for. Okay, uh, but they want him to do like this Christmas version of the song, <laughs> and so they want he change. So he has to change a bunch of. Lyrics yeah. to make it sound Christmassy. Of course, he hates the concept. It, it's right. just driving him. But the song, of course, you know, becomes this huge hit. And it's one of those songs like it, it plays throughout the movie. You hear it on the radio. You hear it okay. here and there. And then, like days after watching the movie, you're just like dum da dum, humming it to yourself, and you're like, "Where did? Oh, it's still stuck in my head." That's you cool. know? So it's catchy. Yeah. Yeah, it's super. It's it's one of those like made to be catchy kind of things. Yeah, okay, and so, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fair enough. but yeah, no, it's it's a great it's a great um, it's a great old film. Yeah, um, I think like you said, it's got oh, a lot of legs and people. So well, yeah, not, like yeah. it's so well talked about and stuff. It's just one of those like I say, I just kind of slipped through the cracks and I just never got back to it. Uh, I think the other thing that probably gives it a lot of legs is Hollywood level, uh, like theatrical level Christmas movies. Much more the rarity in the last probably decade or so than they were before in the 80s and 90s especially in the 80s you always had a couple of christmas movies every year come out and that just doesn't happen anymore now christmas is like when the hobbit comes out and stuff like that um yes you you get one every few years spoiler i have like three things from the 80s on my list yeah yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um uh, but you don't like you know i think like like marley and me i think was a christmas movie the the dog one yeah, yeah. Uh, and it like started at Christmas I think but I don't you know I, I haven't actually seen it yeah uh, but um you know you just don't get that well there's that new of, one there's that new one there is like one Seth for this Rogen. year yeah yeah there is one for this year um but it's not the 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 like oh it's December boom the yeah. theater just fills up with a bunch of Christmas movies no it's uh, the Christmas time is just another. Uh, blockbuster. It's like the summer again for blockbuster yeah. movies. Actually, I just found out. Um, did you hear about that one, Krampus? Yes. Um, which is kind of like like sort of comedic horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I found out that that's from the guy who did um, Trick or Treat. Oh, so like I really want to see it yeah, now. Trick like Trick obviously, was I'm, good. I'm not going to get to the theater for it because there's yeah, yeah. So, already so many things that I'm behind on. Yeah, but like. Now I'm like, okay, for next year, I'll, I'll worry about making sure yeah. I see it. Because, yeah, the Krampus. But I'm really so. into it like now because I'm like, oh, I love Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. So if he can do – if he can do for – I know it's not like a anthology, interlocking anthology mm-hmm. like the way Trick or Treat was, but uh, it's more it's it's a more of a linear story. Yeah. But still, like if he can do for Christmas what he did for yeah. Halloween with Trick or Treat. Like, I, I've heard some, I've heard some really, really interesting things about it. Like, I've heard – it, it's, it's had like, really good reviews. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That it's like, it's like this bizarrely like – like it's an all-over-the-place movie – but it like, like but, but it works. But it works. Like yeah. you initially, you're like, 
who is the who's the audience in this? Because but, the story comes across very much like a children's Christmas story. Yeah, but, but then that's kind of like super or, gory. But and you're like, like who's this for? Yeah. But then you know, but, but I mean, it, that's kind of what trick or treats like too. Exactly. It's just yeah. Kind of like okay, what what is you know where the what are they going for with this? What mm-hmm. is the tone here? What yeah. is the yeah. you know? But it works. Anyways, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just thought I'd mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that actually a good bring up. That we actually another Christmas themed one out this year. So, you know, uh, yeah, so a little more than usual, because you're right. Like, it seems like there definitely isn't, like, yeah. a, a Christmas movie every year, at least not mm-hmm. a big one anyway, no. anymore. No, yeah, not the way, I mean, when we grew up, how it was. Yeah, used to it be, just yeah. seemed like there was always Christmas movies, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's my number five, Love Actually. Cool. Um, so, my number five is s- sort of an interesting choice that's more for um, nostalgia. Okay. Almost than anything else, because um, I have seen it more recently, and I was... It didn't really hold up that well, mm. but I decided to still keep it on my list because it was such a big thing for me uh, growing up, and for a few other reasons. It's uh, from 1985, uh, Santa Claus the Movie. Oh, yeah. So here's we, the... Th- th- this is on my also rants, but yes. Okay, yeah. so here's the thing about it. Um, I wasn't <laughs> married to this selection. I was open to the possibility that something else might come up, mm-hmm. but nothing really did because um, here's the thing. <laughs> this movie is it got bad reviews when it came out. Oh yeah. It was a big box office failure. Yep. It currently has like you know, I know sometimes we do those no, the Rotten Tomato scores. Seventeen yeah. <laughs> percent. See okay. uh, but I it, feel that's but, that's, but it, that's I know that's, that's a little too low. <laughs> but I mean it's it's I think it's like seventeen percent is an unwatchable movie. Right. That's like a movie where you put the D V D in and I then think it just it's spits because it out. there isn't a ton of reviews of it and well, they're bit, sort of all it is negative, a bit old. So yeah, therefore um, but it does have kind of a cult following mm-hmm. for, for certain aspects of it. And for me, basically... A lot of people do not have no idea about this movie. Right. And But for me, like, because, probably because it was a ma- massive failure. Yeah. So um, for me, there's a few things that sort of connect me to this that, that puts it on the list, even though I recognize the fact that it's not necessarily the greatest movie. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I liked it when I was young. Yeah. So that that's part of it. Um, it was produced by Alexander and Ilya Salkind which is like a father and son team of produce, film producers who um, they are the ones who did the Superman movies with uh-huh. Christopher Reeve, except for the fourth one. Because okay. uh, after the third one, they did Supergirl, which was unsuccessful. Because they made Supergirl and, and the studio and stuff was all like, um, like, oh, this is amazing. This is going to be a huge hit. And then, mm. it, and then it flopped. Mm. Um, so uh, they started working on this movie, Santa Claus the movie, while basically after Supergirl was made, but before it came out. Mm-hmm. So at this point, they still thought like, oh, we have this huge hit on our hands with like Supergirl. It's going to be massive. So they made this, and then Supergirl flopped, and then this flopped. Um, and so they, between sort of that, they kind of lost their drive to like make more Superman movies. Of course, yeah. So they actually sold the, the film rights off. And then the company, and then hence you ended up the company Superman that four. bought this film, the film rights, <laughs> didn't know their ass from a hole in the ground, and they're the ones that made the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, let's not pretend the third one is it's a not glorious great. masterpiece. It's not either. great, but it still has those <laughs> yeah. good production values yeah. that they were known for. Mm. The thing about the fourth one is that it was essentially an unfinished film because oh. the the company completely just flushed it, and they didn't have money yeah. to finish it even. Or to do anything production value wise, like everything was just done on the cheap, and then I mean I don't want to get sidetracked into talking about the Superman movies because I could do that for yeah. you know an entire podcast. But the point is, is that 
the the Salkinds, um, you know, even though like their falling out with Richard Donner on the first Superman was yeah. what led to all that ridiculousness and stuff. So I mean, I'm not exactly the biggest fan of them in terms of how they handled things. But one thing about them is that they definitely valued production value yeah. and putting it on the screen and and pushing things to like, you know, uh, have them be like very premium and and stuff. Um, and and so this Santa Claus movie has very much a similar style mm-hmm. um, to the, to their Superman stuff. So it has like the, those really nice production values in that really polished kind of European feel, you know, like, like the Dolorentis productions and things like that, you know, not, not quite that lavish, but you know, like that sort of thing, that kind of European approach to like maximum production value. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, there's some interesting performances in it. Um, John Lithgow's performance is yeah. often kind of criticized for being really like over the top. Oh, and scenery he chewing. chews. It's but, beautiful, but it works. Oh, it's because, great. I think because he's he's the only one who really does it. Christmas too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got it. <laughs> like he's the only one who really goes that far over the top, and yeah. maybe that's why people think it like it doesn't fit or something. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it works because it's just like that one character that you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. And, but he's just he's good at that, obviously, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I guess maybe nowadays people are more used to like him going really over the top because of things like, um, you know, because he did like that sitcom uh, Third Rock from the Sitcom, Sun, yeah, right, yeah. where he's like he's he was pretty over the top in that at times. Uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe now people will be more accepting of it. But yeah, like he he goes really he goes way over the top. I, I admit that, but mm-hmm. but it works for me. Um, I think that's one of the better aspects of it. Um, I also think that it's really cool because it has uh, it takes a really interesting sort of mythological approach to the whole sort of Santa Claus thing, yeah. and it kind of creates its own mythology and world where you know. The, I like the Santa Claus in this. He's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like how it creates this sort of myth mythology, like where the elves were like these, you know, ancient sort of mythological beings, and they sort of recruit this guy to become you know, the, this great figure of Santa Claus. Yeah. And he's originally like a, a regular person. That's just like, you know, uh, very charitable and brings, makes toys for the kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they basically like bring him to, you know, the, this sort they of, they imbue him with kind of the yeah, power yeah, of be, Santa. They make yeah. him immortal and stuff and he becomes Santa. Cause he's kind of the ultimate, you know, there's all this really this, interesting mythological. This movie kind of has, it's one of those, like, but it, it's semi it has so, there's so much in it. Yeah. Um, and there's and there's so much like cool aspects, but the actual movie yeah. itself as a movie yeah. just doesn't quite yeah. click. Uh, I don't the, know how long it's been since you've seen it. I watched it last year. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. For those, it's been longer than that for me. But, uh, but, uh, yeah. The main, the star of the movie is um, Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. Um, I always want to call him Andy McDowell, and that is somebody completely different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Dudley Moore. Um, I always I. I'm. He's one of those like I'm a sucker for like Dudley Moore movies. He's I know good. most of them aren't very good. No, but he's good. He's done a few good ones, and then yeah. a lot of them have had bad sequels. Um, he's good. And though. I think as a kid, uh, or as a younger person, I was probably a kid when I first saw this. Um, but what kept this movie in my kind of like watching was that I liked his, you know, liked his movies. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. You know the the. the I heard Dudley Moore. So, so supposedly um, in looking stuff up for this. Uh, I read that apparently the original choice uh, to direct was um, John Carpenter, and he turned it down. 
I don't know if it would have been any less weird with John Carpenter at the no, hand. No, of but it makes me want. I want to see like what John that could have been version. because this was in the eighties when Carpenter was like one of the best yeah. directors. Around. John Carpenter, Santa like, Claus. Like I've talked about this before. I talked yeah. this about this in the in the horror podcast. Yeah, did. right. Like in the eighties, Carpenter had like masterpiece after masterpiece. He was at the top yeah. of his game, and he could do any genre. So I really now I'm like, yeah. oh man, how what would this have been like? But no, nah, it was never. He turned it down immediately. But he was I, it, the first choice. It's apparently. definitely a movie where, like, if you've never seen it, yeah. do yourself a favor. Watch it. It's especially, not amazing. Especially if, like, you're of our generation, like, you're our age or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or, or a yeah. little bit older. Because yeah. then you can at that least. That is to say, you know, in your, you know, late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, because yeah. then you can at least appreciate, like, the era and yeah. realize that, like, okay, this came out in the mid 80s. Like, mm-hmm. that's obviously. It's a product of its yeah, time in a lot of ways. Yeah. You're going to see, like, a lot of optical effects and yeah. you know uh, probably matte paintings and things yeah, like that yeah, that yeah. were the hallmarks of like big special effects when we were kids. Uh, anyways, uh, this is the first time uh, this movie introduced the word puce into my vocabulary. Okay, uh, because that's the color they make the lollipops. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. No. Uh, my also the other th- my favorite thing to do with this movie is uh, have people who have never seen it watch it. Yeah. Like last year, watch it. Just to Laura see had never seen what it, they would think, never yeah. heard of it, right? And that's cool. You know, it is very <laughs> so. Like I say, like I, I definitely feel like it hasn't held up as well. As no, I it's, might, like, it's true. It, from it wasn't as good as I had remembered it. No, it's, yeah. it's 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 definitely pretty flawed, but it, it just has something yeah. about it. Uh the other thing that that's why actually I put it at five. Uh, talking about uh, like visual effects, the reindeer in this movie are done tremendously well. There's a for the most part, it's a lot of uh, animatronic reindeer heads, yeah. but they're done really well. Yeah. Well, that's what I say, right? Yeah. It's like that. The production value the, the, really the went way into they approached it. Yeah. it is always get like the best people yeah. and 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 you know, yeah. do do that stuff to mm-hmm. the fullest degree. Anyways, but yeah, all right, uh, all right. My number four yeah. is uh, from 1983. It's a Christmas story, right? Yeah, uh, with uh, Peter Billingsley. It's very popular. Uh, very very popular. Yeah. I've never been into it. No, not, not, not even your, when I was not, not even when I was a kid. Wow, never just was never my cup of tea. Um, most people have seen this one. This is the the famous "You'll shoot your eye out." Yeah. You know, oh, it's the huge. Red Rider BB gun. Yeah. It's this huge. is one of like, those. It's one yeah. of those perennial, always mm-hmm. favorite. Everybody loves it. Yeah. It just never really did anything yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, it is. Um, is it? It's an interesting movie because it's nothing a, against it's it. A, just... It's a it's a period piece because it takes place in the uh, I guess in the fifties, um, probably fifties, yeah, late, like maybe early sixties at the yeah, yeah. At the latest. Um, but it, it was made in the eighties. <laughs> it was made in the eighties, yeah. but it almost like other than the fact that it is you know film, film you know cinematography wise clearly you know filmed in the eighties and made with eighties film technology. Yeah, it almost you forget when you're watching it that it is not a like late fifties film. Yeah, because there's like nothing gives it away. Like in the film, there's no like the setting, the 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 you know they they go into like uh, like the mall and everything just looks straight out of the time period. Um, which for like just doing a Christmas movie, the amount of effort to make it seamlessly a fifty setting mm-hmm. is very impressive. Um, I don't know what kind of uh, like I, I mean I assume this movie came out in the theaters. Um, I don't know, you know, how it did or anything, but like you said, it is one of those like 
kind of you know, favorites. Everybody's seen it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I whether just, you like it or not. I've always felt like... Yeah, whether you've liked it or I've not, everybody's bit, seen it. I've always yeah. felt kind of a bit left out because, yeah. like, I never really got what the what the yeah. fuss was about. No. Um, but I have nothing against it. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, nothing much to say about this one. Everybody's seen it. Uh, everybody's seen it. Everybody has seen it, yep. pretty much, uh, unless you're probably a bit of the younger crowd, in which case... Give it a go, you know. It almost kind of makes me think, like maybe I should just check it out, like just watch it, just to now. See. Because I mean, you know, it's been obviously a long time, and, uh-huh. and my memories of it are always just kind of like that. It never really kind of did much for me. Mm. So usually, you know, if that's the case, it's like, well, that's not going to probably change. So yeah. I just kind of leave it alone. But you never know. Yeah. All right, uh, so yeah, uh, my number four, Christmas Story. You're your number four. All right, so my four is where we get into. This is my questionable choice. As oh, to okay. Whether it's really a true Christmas movie, and it skirts that line that I was sort of talking about at the at the intro. Okay. Um, Battlefield Earth. But it's. <laughs> I don't Sorry. think there's anything about Christmas. No, no, I was, that was the joke. Um, <laughs> but I just felt like I couldn't mm. not. I couldn't not use it. Okay. Um, it's uh, from 1984, uh, Gremlins. Oh, so here's the thing. No, you know what? I realize. I I think it, I think it qualifies. I realize that the, the 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 Christmas setting doesn't have a huge amount to do with the plot or anything like that. So you could argue against it, but I feel like it just barely qualifies. Um, well, doesn't he get the Gremlin for Christmas? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it just barely qualifies, um, and I, I couldn't really not include it because it's just so damn good. Okay, so the thing about the Gremlins is that when a lot of people think of Gremlins, they think uh, more of the second movie. Oh yeah, uh, and the second Which movie is friggin' terrible. Well, a lot of people like it, or some people like it anyway. It's nowhere near as good though. I mean, it's, okay, to say it's terrible is actually not fair. It's, no. It's not like it's an unwatchable film. It's, it's just the second one is okay. It's but such the a is, departure from the, the first, first one. one. Is like a masterpiece. Like uh-huh. the first one is one of the best like movies of that era. Um, it's one of those ones that I could watch at any point, and it's still just as good. Um, the thing about it is what a couple of things that are interesting about it was uh, it was one of the movies that like mainly led to the um, introduction of the PG-13 rating. Yeah. Uh, because before this, it was always that thing where you had that gap where you had PG and R. And it's like, if it went a little bit over the PG... It was R. It was R, but like... But they often would put things as PG that mm-hmm. probably shouldn't... That should have been something higher than that, but they just couldn't put them higher because anything higher would be R and that didn't seem right either. Mm. Um, so there was like that medium. Well, that's, that's where you ended up with that whole era of like comedies that were R, but not well, really well, I mean, the biggest R? thing is stuff like, the biggest <laughs> you thing know? was stuff like, you know, um, like the first Indiana Jones, yeah. which like was, you know, had a lot of like sort of really gruesome stuff in that, that probably would be PG 13 these days. Yeah. But it had a PG because it was before that. Yeah. Uh, Jaws. I guess stuff went the other way, Jaws too. Jaws is yeah. another great example. Like, you look at that and you're like, how is that possibly a PG movie? Yeah. But it's not really R either. No, not not really you in know? any way. Um, it, it, so, not by today's R standards, anyway. Yeah, and it was like that for a lot of things. So, um, it was basically Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, the second Indiana mm. Jones movie, and this, Gremlins, were the yep. two where, where there were so many, like, complaints... And stuff like that of, like, you know, parents being like, what the, you know. Yeah. So 
that that's what really pushed for and it happened really fast because they had already been thinking about going this way anyway mm. so um i think it was like uh i think the thing i looked up was like uh, red dawn was the first pg-13 oh. film released and that was the same year oh wow. so they got it going very quickly it was kind of the ball was already rolling it was literally that, later yeah. the same year so so i mean they already kind of knew that they were going to go that direction but these were the two movie that this and and Dan D'Angelo's Temple of Doom were the two that really pushed it over the edge. Um, and and you can see it when you see it. Like, it's it's definitely, like, there's a lot of stuff in Groundless that you're just like, whoa, yeah. you know. But it's also not, it doesn't mm-hmm. go too far, you know. I, I think it would be fine for older yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, uh, I think by nowadays standards, it wouldn't be, it, I think by nowadays standards, it wouldn't be, yeah, be anything beyond a PG movie really I it's mean, hard to say i mean you know i i'm not in charge of these things yeah, so i don't know yeah. i think of the stuff i was watching or, or saw when yeah. i was like younger than 13 like um, uh, like for example i was older than 13 before the first time i saw gremlins well because i saw gremlins so late yeah. much later than everyone else oh did. no i saw like, it. I, 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 saw I didn't it. see the gremlins till the 90s no i saw it well you probably saw it a little before that because you probably saw it before you saw the second one or at least around the same time. Uh, pro- I probably saw them both in the same year. Yeah. Um, I think it was a case of, I probably, Gremlins 2 was coming out, and it was one of those, I'd never seen Gremlins. Yeah. Um, because it was kind anyway. of a movie that, when I was young, my parents never would have let me watch. So then so. the other thing is, like, I've never really been one for, I'm not big on the sort of, kind of twisted, excuse me, like twisted Christmas movie, where it's like, very irreverent, and very kind of like, you know, um, like a darker sort of take, or, oh, yeah, or, yeah. or like a very like a very kind of um, or risque, like sort of like irreverent sort of take on a mm. Christmas thing. You know, I, I'm not really into that. I'm into like the the yeah. the pure old fashioned yeah. Christmas spirit kind of stuff. Uh-huh. You know, make you feel good, yeah. make you want peace and earth on earth, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. goodwill and all that stuff. Um, so that being said, this <laughs> this might be seem a strange choice, but it's just. It's just so good, and the and and the thing. One of the things is like the story. I'm not for anybody who's not familiar. I'm not going to spoil it. But Phoebe Cates' character, the story that she tells about why she hates Christmas, yeah, is the most insanely <laughs> so horrible, horrible thing. Yeah, but and the but the way it's done is just so perfect. Like they just they skirt that line perfectly, and. Apparently, I, I was looking up stuff about it, and apparently, um, the studio, I think it was, absolutely wanted that scene gone. And plot-wise, it's it's not necessary yeah, at all. So you could have cut it, but it's such a great scene in terms of playing it out and, and for the character. Mm. And the reason being, just that they thought, like, oh, that's way too horrible. You know, like, like it's just way too grim and horrible. And And because the reason that they gave was that because... They were like the audience is not going to understand whether it's supposed to be funny, or oh. or like terrible, like yeah. like 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 or or like uh, sad or depressing or mm-hmm. tor- terrible or however you want to look at it. Yeah. And I was just like, that's the point. That's yeah, what yeah. makes it so great. Yeah. yeah. Like, th- I'm so glad that they that they fought for it and kept it. Does it does a, a good job of sort of setting the tone of the movie. Well, apparently, and, what happened was overall, uh, yeah. s- apparently what happened was Steven Spielberg who was, like, obviously, like, a producer on it and stuff, right? Like, that was back in the day where he used to always be, you know, like, like attached to all these things. Like, uh, not in, like, a day-to-day producing way, but just in a helping it get made kind of way. Yeah. Back to the Future, you know, tons of stuff like that. Um, And apparently he didn't like the scene either. Oh, wow. But 
he he was like he basically left it up to um uh I forget who the director was now but he basically left it up to him to decide cuz he was just like okay it's it's your movie I support you if you really feel like you need this scene it it stays in he's like but you know I even I personally don't like it and so it stayed in and it's great like it's an amazing amazing scene um and I think that what that's exactly what makes it so great is that you don't know like well it is supposed to be funny and terrible mm-hmm. at the same time you know, it's like a metaphor for life. Um, <laughs> life yeah. is horrible, but it's also funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's Gremlins. Yeah, Gremlins. No, that's uh, that's a movie I have not seen in a long time. If you haven't seen it in a long time, it's check it out because it's yeah. like your memories might be kind of muddled together between the first and the second, and it's like it is so the original is so good, so good. It it, it definitely deserves <laughs> to be one of those yeah. classic like eighties, especially like first half of the eighties kind of movies, like. It, it really deserves it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those like the tone of it almost like you could have seen this could have been ri- it could have been written as a Halloween movie, yeah, instead of a Christmas movie. Yeah, you know, in a way, like yeah. it could have gone either. the because the, the darkness of the it. The fact yeah. that they that they did it as a Christmas, Christmas movie is actually what makes it better because yeah. it would have been too obvious. Yeah, well, that's a, yeah, yeah. And also the whole so it gives it the sort of the stylistic. Um, it, it gives it sort of some counterpoint and some sort of it's just cool. I don't know. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah, no. Uh, it's great. It's, I, there's, little, it's the Bloody there's, there's White Album. Shut up. <laughs> there's, there's probably. Uh, I mean, there's definitely probably at least a whole generation or more of young people who have never seen yeah. Gremlins. Yeah. Um, no, it's worth it. Yeah. Check it For out. Sure. All right. Uh, so my number three, going back a, rolling back a number of decades here. Oh wow. Uh, to the 1954 classic White Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this. Uh, this is with uh, Bing Crosby and yeah. Danny Kaye. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, everyone knows the song, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, classic. Classic, classic Christmas song. Um, this is one that is, like, from, like, saw it as a kid. Like, watch it pretty much almost every Christmas kind of movie. Um, it's a bit cheesy. You know, it's a 50, it's that 50 style where there's a lot of singing and dancing um, I guess you could call they it, call that a musical. They call Chris. it a music. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> that's not that normal. That's not that unusual. Uh, yeah, especially it, back for, then. For the time, for the time, it wasn't unusual. Um, uh, uh, it the fact that it's a musical um, is because it's a Christmas movie. Um, like I, I don't mind musicals. I don't. I like. Yeah. I've, there's quite a few, it's like especially of the is of it, the Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye variety, it, Bob Hope. Here's an interesting uh, trivia tidbit. Did you know that White Christmas was not originally from White Christmas? It was actually done for like a earlier an musical, earlier and they, musical, they and they moved it. it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't take anything away from it. No. It's just it's just um, an interesting old tidbit. Uh, the uh, there's actually a bunch of like kind of like as far as like a film being made uh and like what goes into a film uh this movie actually has a lot of like real interesting like if you've seen the film and you're interested in that kind of stuff yeah. uh, i'm not going to repeat it here but a lot there's a lot of interesting stuff about this film that like um like how it came to be and like certain things um, yeah, yeah. uh there's a the the two main actresses in the movie who are are counterpoints to 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 uh uh bing and danny um are uh they're the these they they play sisters uh but like for example uh the one sister uses her own voice and the other sister 
her, she's covered by somebody else. Okay. Yeah. Which is odd because she is a singer. Yeah. Just didn't she have was, the right voice she know for what they singing. Or... Um, there was, it was actually related to uh, her singing, like her actually as a singer, was currently being controlled by an, another studio oh, okay. another, so she wasn't allowed to use her singing voice in this movie <laughs> and so a number of really like kind of that kind of like yeah, you're, you're amazed like why would you even use the actress then but it was just you know how the sort of the things came to be yeah that's cool um but yeah this is a, a uh you know, a lot of people have seen you know this movie it's one of those it's on tv every year um it's really funny that the the story is is you know um got that kind of uh cute uh, predictability where you can kind of you see the jokes coming and then the funny part is like seeing how the actors play them out kind of thing yeah um uh but yeah no it's it's uh it's great i i uh it's got that definitely like you said that christmas feeling where everything everything works out everything's great um yeah uh for those who don't don't know about it i guess you know maybe some of the younger audience who don't know about it um it's about uh two uh two guys who serve in the army during world war Two. Um, uh, the, 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 the war ends and, uh, they become, uh, they work together, um, as, uh, uh, they go, they go on, on tour and they, they do their act on, on, on stage and they become super famous. Um, and then they end up, uh, they end up in Vermont, uh, for Christmas. Um, and, you know, so the story goes from there and, and how, just even how they get together and the one guy, uh, Danny Kaye's character, uh, saves Bing Cosby early on in the movie, like saves his life during the war, um, but in the process breaks his arm. And he uses the, like, I saved your life, like he touches his arm. Every time he wants Bing Crosby's character to do something for him, he just touches his arm. And he just milks it the whole, he milks it for, like, basically he's milked it their whole, like, time together. And it's this running choke anytime he needs to press like his opinion, like you know, I need you to do this for me. But like, why should I do this? He just touches his arm a little <laughs> bit. He's like, oh, you're gonna. You, sometimes I wish you hadn't saved me, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a, one of those like cute, good, good feeling, good movies. Cool. But yeah, White Christmas. Uh, number choice. three to you. Yeah, so three is my is my sort of uh, tied up. Oh, okay. Cheaty one. Uh, because it's number three and it's a three-way tie. Oh my! Uh, oh my. It's a themed. It's themed, oh, okay. though, as my ties usually oh, okay. normally are. Okay. Yeah. Um. So these are all. It's three movies that were all released by Disney, but uh, aren't really Disney movies. Okay. Uh. So we have um from 1992, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. Um. Which at this time Disney did not own the Muppets yet. Um. It was just a deal that they made with them to release the film. Uh, Disney wanted to own them, um, and they had had discussions with um, with uh, Jim Henson about buying uh, the Muppets up uh, before he died, but it never mm-hmm. went anywhere. So it was not until many years later that they actually bought them out. Yeah. Um, but they partnered up with them for the release of this film and of the next one, uh, Muppet Treasure Island, mm-hmm. um, which were the two films made like in the sort of the, the few years after uh, after Henson died. Um, obviously it's, a lot of people know it, it's obviously an adaptation of A Christmas Carol, which is like, you'll see pop up a lot because it's like my favorite Christmas related thing. Mm -hmm. Um, most years that the pretty much the only things I watch are 
some adaptation of Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. often two or three of them. Um, the, it, it, the last, it's been done so many times. <laughs> like it, the the story never gets old for me. It's like one of the greatest stories ever made. And you um, can tweak it so many ways to it. make it. Yeah, one of the cool things they did in this one is um, by having Gonzo play Charles Dickens mm-hmm. as like a narrator character. It meant that they were able to a lot get a lot of the narrative text from this book in there that you wouldn't normally be able to get in unless yeah. you did like some kind of like maybe like a voiceover narrator yeah. or something. But they, they personalize but, that but stuff. being able to actually deliver the narration narrative lines mm-hmm. the way that Dickens actually writes them where it's like he's talking to you. Um that was really cool. That was a cool idea that they had to to make that possible. Um and uh yeah, just uh really some cool designs on like um like most of the characters are obviously played by the Muppets. But then, like the the three ghosts, they they designed like original puppet characters mm-hmm. to, to for those parts that were s- similar to the, the the original kind of descriptions and stuff, and were kind of somewhere something along those lines, um, rather than kind of trying to force like Muppet characters yeah. into those parts somehow, um, which made made it kind of interesting. Um, I love how it retains, like, it's tr- very true to the story, but it just retains the Muppet personalities mm-hmm. so well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's great, great movie. Uh, the music's great. The songs are great. They're very, like, yeah. memorable. You'll find yourself, like, you know, humming them and stuff afterwards and, like, in your head because they're really great. Obviously, Michael Caine is my favorite actor. Well, he's the kind of the... He's not the only human in it, but he's, he's the only, the only main, hum- yeah, main yeah. human character. Yeah, um, he's terrific. He's my favorite actor. I actually don't think that this. I'm surprised because of that. This movie doesn't rank higher on your list. Uh, but... I don't think it's the best Scrooge ever. Ah, okay, but it's good. Um, and uh, it was a great choice for that time and and for that mm-hmm. sort of that that approach to it because he could really do. He could be very serious and he could be funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, he knocks it out of the park in this. Yeah. He's good at this sort of like deadpan kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, that's awesome. Uh, second choice on this one is the is 1993's Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, which there's a lot of debate on if that's a Halloween movie or a Christmas. Not movie. a Christmas movie. What's that? <laughs> Not a Christmas movie. <laughs> well, but you know, it has I, Christmas yeah. in the title. Yeah. It has. Yeah. Christmas no, no, Town. I know, I know. It has Santa Claus. It's it's it, uh um, parts of it take place on Christmas. Mo- I mean, half the movie takes place on Christmas. The other half takes place on Halloween. It is that perfect, uh, like yeah. you can watch it at Christmas. Yeah. You watch it at Halloween. And you watch it again at Christmas. And it and it fulfills that. Real watch Christ- it at Thanksgiving, right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and it fulfills, which is probably when it came out in theaters. Yeah, I pr- uh, probably somewhere around there. And it, yeah, exactly. I find it to be to me. It's both. Um, Speaking of a movie with legs. I know that the I know that the general consensus is that it's not really a Christmas movie. Um, I'm pretty sure even Henry, I'm pretty sure even Henry Selleck, the director, has said that yeah. it's 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 a Halloween movie, not a Christmas movie. But for me, I, the proof is in the pudding. And what, I think it's both. What's put on screen? What's put on screen to me is both. So I mean, it's clearly he's Halloween. It's Halloween Town, but. The entire story, plot points, and all the motivation is Christmas related. Yeah. So without Christmas, the movie doesn't exist. It's a hybrid. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah. no. And also, spe- speaking of a movie with legs, yeah. I mean, that movie came out when? It was 93. 93. 
every single year from mid-October to almost Christmas, Nightmare Before Christmas paraphernalia fills up every, like, nerd store and t-shirt place. Yeah, and the, the merchandise has nice, been good. It feels like this movie comes out every year. Yeah. Like, the way I mean, the part merchandise of that is comes the, out is crazy. Disney's utilized it really well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, in, in recent years. It, it's also, I guess, because of this movie and the, the style of the movie and stuff, it... It's age free. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of a lot of Christmas movies are kind of for everyone. Oh, it's totally. But ageless. this movie, like this totally movie, appeals to teenagers they still make, and like well, five year olds. And if you well, make, well, maybe five, if you make a fully <laughs> if you make a fully uh, stop motion film, which are rare, but they still do them. Yeah, um, it's gonna look pretty much like this. Like yeah. it's not like the the technology does advance, but most of the advancements in the technology are behind the scenes. Yeah. It's not so much quality you, your camera work. It's not so much your, what you see like on that, screen. Yeah. I remember seeing a lot of photographs of like the setups they had for yeah, this at yeah. the time, and just like rows and rows of like character heads and bodies yeah, yeah. and stuff. For well, all and the then different... like because um, the one they did after the next one, sort of. Well, not I guess the next one after this would be like um, James the Giant Peach. Yeah, but the next sort of evolution of it was uh, when Tim Burton did um, the Corpse Bride. Oh right! And on that, they actually had um, little um, things where the expressions and stuff on the characters could actually—they uh, were built to change, which is cool. That, I mean, that's that's really getting good. those advancements yeah. in the technology, and then of course, like, also I mean, also a great looking movie. And too. then of course, like the ultimate extension of it would be like some like like Coraline, yeah. When Henry Selleck came back and mm-hmm. did Coraline, and that is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you almost forget that it's that that they did everything physically because. Like it almost looks. It looks like CG styled so perf- stop yeah, motion. It's so yeah, perfect yeah. that it almost looks like CG. But mm-hmm. they did everything physically, and and it's crazy. Like if you look, look at the behind the scenes stuff with like you know where wardrobe was basically like the way that wardrobe would be on a real movie, where you have to like meticulously craft all of the the costumes, uh, and you have to have like multiple copies for like different you know when they mm-hmm. get scuffed up and different things. But you're doing it on a little tiny scale of, yeah, yeah. of the, the stop motion characters. It's crazy. I mean, that that's definitely a, like doing and, a movie and in this much, style has got to be like the still the single hardest way to make a movie. Yeah, <laughs> like but the payoff is so great oh, yeah. if it's done well. It, it, it can't be imitated. And these guys do it well. Yeah. Um, and the other thing with Nightmare Before Christmas is probably one of the most ultimate. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're gonna say. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Go. Uh, in terms of um, uh, Danny Elfman's contributions yeah. as a composer and and everything, like he, um, a lot of people like people know his like film scores, like you know the the old Batman, the eighty nine Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Like or or I don't know. There's tons of stuff. I mean, he's done billions. Uh, um, Edward Scissorhands, yeah, you know, yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot of Tim Burton stuff. He's done almost all the Tim Burton stuff. Um, but that kind of style. Um, but on this one, it's like, he actually had a large contribution to like the story and stuff because, uh, there's a lot of songs in this movie that kind of tell the story that that tell a lot of the story. And he wrote like all the lyrics and everything. So, I mean, like in a way he was, we had to work with the storytelling. He was part of telling the story. Um, he also does the singing voice. Well, does songs as like story transition. Yeah. Yeah. He also does the singing voice for, for the main character for Jack Mm -hmm. Skellington. Um, not the speaking voice, but the singing voice he does. Um, which is cool. Uh, it's cool to see him, hear him, uh, getting some singing time outside of like the context of like Oingo Boingo. 
which was like the rock band that he was in and stuff. Yeah. Which I mean, I love. Like, I'm a huge fan, but you know, they haven't done any Oingo Boingo stuff since like the '90s, mm-hmm. like the early ni- uh, like mid '90s. Um, so, uh, I mean, I guess technically when Around this came time, out, yeah, I mean, it still, still existed, doing... but you know, um, it's cool to see him singing in a different context. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just I great. mean, also do, because of that, like immensely catchy songs in this yeah like this is again one of those movies oh, yeah. you watch to know and like weeks later you're still humming halloween town and you don't know why <laughs> I, I used to i used to know like pretty much all the lyrics to all the songs well you song. were i remember you like being like and i still super like obsessed with this a movie couple, when it came out maybe a couple of the songs i still yeah. pretty much know all the yeah. lyrics um yeah it's a great movie mm-hmm. um and then the third choice on here is uh Oh, oh uh, and by the way, as, as far as the whole like being released by Disney but not really being a Disney movie, um, so it, it's really more of a Tim Burton movie. Obviously, uh-huh. I mean he didn't direct it, but like you know, in terms of the creative thing and stuff, and it, it was kind of produced separately from mm-hmm. the kind of Disney machine. Mm-hmm. It was kind of produced in their own sort of way, uh, and then it was actually originally released as a Touchstone film. That's right, because yeah. Disney felt that it was too dark uh, and and possibly. Uh, Gr- you know, grim. They had that touchstone imprint it, yeah. too sort of dark and kind of grim for for uh, to, to release as a Disney film at the time they made that choice mm-hmm. so they released it as a touchstone film but then on all later like reissues and all the later so marketing and stuff Disney. it's all been switched over yeah. to Disney so um, well when they realized that the merchandise machine that they could make out of this movie was yeah. <laughs> uh, and then so yeah so then the third choice on this is the 2009 version of A Christmas Carol um, so this was uh, put out as a Disney film, but it was uh, produced by Robert Zemeckis' Image Mover Digital. It's a uh, the fully uh, performance captured. Oh, right, uh, yeah. So uh, I didn't watch this when it originally came out. I thought eh, it looked okay, but I wasn't really particularly interested. Uh, it took I me a sec to remember which one. This I didn't was. see yeah, it yeah. until a few, year, uh, a couple of years later, or a few years later, but. I I was really impressed when I saw it. Right. Um, it's you know not my favorite version necessarily, but it's um, it's it's quite good. Uh, and they they were able by the nature of the the um, by nature of the the sort of um, the performance capture based uh, format, mm-hmm. they were able to do a lot of interesting things that you wouldn't otherwise normally be able to do. Uh, there's like a shot right at the very beginning in the opening credits and stuff where like the camera is flying over the city, right? Which is, you know, it's a fairly standard thing. They do it at the beginning of Muppet Christmas Carol as well. And they yeah. have like the model, like the sort of, uh, miniature, uh, city, yeah. Victorian London that they built and stuff. looks great. But in this one, it's like they're, they're flying through and there's like at one point the camera goes, flies right through like a little sort of wreath that they're putting at the top of a thing on a building and stuff. Stuff like you that. can't actually do with a physical yeah, camera. Yeah, because it like literally wouldn't fit, but it's a virtual camera, mm-hmm. so you can just kind of sort of fudge it, and it looks amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, the just the performances and stuff are really cool. Jim Carrey uh, does Scrooge, um, and because of the performance capture aspect, like he's able to do the character hmm. at every different age that he appears in the movie, um, and. They don't have to worry about, like, oh, makeup. Yeah, well, because or... the character doesn't look like Jim Carrey. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. He looks like Scrooge. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he, he so he plays Scrooge at each different age, as well as uh, he plays all of the three ghosts with completely different uh, 
mannerisms styles and, yeah. and mannerisms and stuff. Um, and they have a lot of that multi, like Gary Oldman is Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim and the ghost of Jacob Marley. Um, so like they do a lot of this kind of, which is a typical thing that, that Zemeckis does, does in his performance capture stuff. Um, and, uh, it, it has some interesting stuff in it that little bits and pieces that they don't normally put in a lot of movie adaptations. Um, which I mean, every, every adaptation is kind of like that. Like almost everyone has something like from the book tweak. that like only they put in because like it, they're commonly caught out things and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just cool. It's, it's very visually impressive. Uh, it's 3d. Um, and it's, it's got that, you know, that great thing of like, it's very immersive. Like you can see the, the snow coming down in your room and stuff when you're watching it in 3d. Um, if you have a 3D uh, rig at home, um, I know most people don't, but trust me, it looks TV. great. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 cool. Yeah, no, this was this was I, one of those I ones it. that, uh, like you, I saw it a number of years like after it came out, a couple of years after. Yeah, it came and out, I wasn't probably. really expecting much, and, and, it, I, and it really yeah, impressed me it, more than I. I think was it's expecting. one of those like visually, I was like, this looks really great, but I I I remember like. So little of anything else other than it looking yeah, good. That it, it I, I didn't thought stick it was cool me, but... enough that I actually have watched on the disc on the on the on the Blu-ray. They actually have you can watch the entire thing, just the the performance capture footage, like just them on the mm. on the capture stage doing all of the acting, right? Uh, in their funny you know performance capture suits and their head cams and everything. Um, you can actually watch the whole thing that way. Oh, neat. Uh, and you can do like a little sort of picture-in-picture thing where Hi, it shows see the... what the actual finished thing looks like and then, you know, them doing the performance. And you could swap them so you can have like them in the, you know, in the small window and the movie in the big window neat. or vice versa. Um, so I even went through the entire thing like that and it's it's really neat. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Great. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good, that's a good pick, yeah. All right. All right, so uh, your number two. two. Yeah, your two. Um, I guess going with the Christmas Carol. So we have no crossover yet, by the no way. No crossover I just yet. I to mention yeah. that. Um, going with the, um, the, the Christmas Carol remakes theme, mm-hmm. uh, my number two is 1988 Scrooged. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Bill I can... Murray, Karen Allen... John Glover, Bobcat Goldthwaite, I can stop bunch you, other people. I can stop you right there because yeah. it's also my number two. Oh, so excellent. it'll literally be the next thing that I All right, about. we'll do it together So we then. can talk about it yeah, Excellent. All right. Um, uh, this is probably one of the biggest departures from the standard like traditional. Cr- traditional Christmas Carol. Um, yes and no. I mean, it's... Well, it's just so much more... Like, the story is so much more elaborate but than it has standard... So, true. Yeah. But it has so much reference yeah. to the original in it that mm-hmm. it still kind of feels connected well, to it. I mean, the the funny thing is, is it's literally a Christmas carol within a Christmas carol. Yeah. Because they're filming a Christmas carol. Yeah. But at the same time, the story that's happening Yo, is John, a Christmas carol. I heard carol. you like a Christmas carol in your Christmas, <laughs> Christmas carol. carol. So we put a Christmas carol in your Christmas carol. Yeah. So Enjoy Scrooge. Enjoy, yeah. Enjoy Scrooge. There you go. Yeah. Yo, um... Uh, I think this is this is one of those like like most people have seen this one. If like, not as much as you'd think, it is um, not like super. I think it's it's mainstream popular. Um, like it's it's a little more like it's known. I think it's well regarded anyway. Like it doesn't, um, but uh, somewhat, yeah. It's uh, not it's not hugely like popular. Uh, you'd be surprised. Like uh, it, it uh, is, but it's not as much as you would think. Uh. 
it's one of those ones that always makes the, the you know the TV rounds and the stuff like that. But yeah. you know, I as a kid, you know, saw it and 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 uh, yeah. you know, it's and uh, uh, as mentioned last episode, uh, it is kind of our our group of friends, our tradition yeah. to get together and watch it every year. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know something about this movie. It just um, it's just so much tremendous fun to watch. Yeah. Bill Murray just is amazing. Um, super young Bill Murray, anyway. Um, uh, you know, you know, compared to a lot of compared later to stuff. now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, I mean, he just you know, you see him in things now, and you see him around because he's, you know, kind of a he's in the, you know, I'm gonna say like zeitgeist, but you know, there's always like, yeah, yeah, oh, Bill yeah. Murray was here, Bill Murray was there, yeah, you know, um, and you you know, see how he looks now, and you go back to this, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> he's you know, probably in his like barely into his thirties at this point. Yeah, he's uh, well into his thirties. Well into yeah. his thirties, yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, he's got so much hair uh, <laughs> he doesn't have anymore. But yeah, no, it it Scrooge is. Um, yeah, well, we don't really need to say too much. I guess because yeah, we're yeah. going to be talking about it a lot next week. Yeah. Uh, well, well, this week for us, but yeah, <laughs> for next uh, week for you guys. Yeah, we yeah. we've talked. We we last week we we uh, talked about revealing the fact that we're, we're going to do the commentary on it so mm-hmm. um it just seems like the way to do it because we watch it every year as a group and we always talk about it and stuff and we've seen it so many times now that we you know we kind of know everything uh about it and and know the lines and all that kind of stuff so it just seems like the the most sensible way to do it is yeah. just to do it that way so that's what we're gonna do yeah so you will hear much more of us talking about um scrooge uh in the coming week um but uh yeah definitely number two easily yeah um i like this movie so much the opening theme song is my ringtone during the christmas season (laughs) it's good stuff um yeah uh, for for me it's weird because obviously it's great and we watch it every year and everything and i greatly enjoy that Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun but somehow I don't know what it is. Like, I've just never really got a really, um, my emotional connection to it is more about the experience of how we watch it. Oh, for sure. Than it is about the movie. Like, I don't think I would enjoy it nearly as much if I watched it by myself. Oh, yeah. Whereas there's other things like some of which I've mentioned already. Uh, and one of which obviously is coming up, uh, which I could watch at any point by myself and I would get the same, fuzzy feeling that I would nor all any get any other time. Uh so Scrooge, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because I associate it so strongly with us watching it as a group, but uh-huh. I don't know. That's yeah. why it's that's why it's just number two. But yeah. it is really, really good and it has a, a lot of really, really, really funny stuff in it. We laugh a lot. Yeah. Um Actually. you'll get to experience that next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. So um try we'll try not to be too annoying. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Uh, so that's our first crossover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's our tie for number two. That'll so be I probably our only for crossover. I'll just go with uh, my number one here. Uh, jingle all the way. But no, just kidding. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, jingle all the way. No, just kidding. Um, my number one uh, is our second crossover uh, from 1992, Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I guess that is yeah. a crossover then. All uh, right. By far... Um, well, maybe not by far. You, you but didn't give it away. Very so I, largely, I my 
uh, definitely my favorite Christmas movie. Cool. Uh, we we talked about it when uh, you know when it was on your list here. Yeah. And it, um, yeah, just I look forward. It's uh, like Scrooge. I look forward to watching this every Christmas. Um, look forward to getting. There's a couple of songs in it. I always get stuck in my head. I look forward to that. Yeah, they're yeah. they're, they're great. again super catchy. Great. That's a hallmark of or a trademark of Christmas. A lot of like Christmas movies, like especially more musically ones, yeah, where, like super catchy. But also, how often is it something that's a new song that's written that specifically yeah, for yeah. the film? Yeah. Getting Jingle Bell stuck in your head isn't a big deal. Yeah. But getting a, a specific song from a yeah, the a fact Christmas that they could write is... new songs that that were like instant classics. Yeah, like that's what really did yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we, we already talked about it, but yeah, uh, this is just a yeah. Amazing, yeah, amazing Christmas movie. It's great. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that's, I mean, really don't have much more to say about that than we've already said. So, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. Muppet Christmas Carol. Cool. Uh, um, by far. Good job. Uh, yeah. So, your number one. Uh, so, my number one, um, <laughs> continuing with the uh, theme, um, is uh, 1951 uh, Scroo- well, Scrooge, well, Scrooge is what it was originally yeah. released as, as, um, in North America, it's called A Christmas Carol, which is I kind of preferred the title because it it's what the original book was called. Mm-hmm. Um, but the it's a UK production, and the original UK release it was always called Scrooge. Um, but it's the 1951 version with Alistair Sim as Scrooge. Um, the reason that this is my number one. This is my also rants. Yeah, the reason this is my number one is because it is the best overall adaptation. Of a Christmas Carol, which is my favorite Christmas-related thing or story or whatever, um, and there are other ones that are good, um, but Alistair Sim is the best Scrooge ever and probably always will be. Um, he's just so amazing. the 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 subtlety of the slow change and then like the complete. Like, the complete reversal that Scrooge does at the end of this story is always something that's really hard to pull off because it's completely unrealistic. And doing it in such a way that the audience can buy it is is that is the tightrope walk that is always going to be the hardest one to, mm. to walk. I mean, well, generally I mean, you, the movies do it one of two I mean, ways. Yes you, yes, you don't, obviously, you're not, you, you, you shouldn't be taking it literally because it's just a, like a story, it's a fable, it's about... You know, yeah. the, more the concept of this guy who's it's a bit more fantastical, who's bad, than, yeah. that becomes good as a result of you know getting sort of the spirit of Christmas in him, as it were. Um, you know, it's not meant to necessarily be literally realistic, but at the same time, as an audience, you still have to kind of buy into it, um, and so that's a real tricky tightrope to walk. And uh, Alistair Sim does the best job at it, I think, of anybody. Um, and the contrast of like the Scrooge uh, before and the Scrooge at the end is absolutely amazing. Um, his performance is just great throughout because he's more than just like neat. Like it's it's kind of well, it's like it's like in Scrooged, mm. like the the, the Bill, Bur- Bill Murray thing where like like that character how bill murray like plays that character like he goes beyond your traditional like screw oh yeah, yeah, in a christmas yeah. He's like, it's like he a... is a horrible horrible, <laughs> it's, horrible it's almost person. like farcical in some way um and, and and in this one it's almost kind of like that in a different way not in yeah, the same yeah. way but like the scrooge of this version the alistair sims version um he's very like like deep 
rootedly evil. Like, like he, he just has these things where, like, he just, like, like I, I can't even really describe it. It's amazing. I, and uh, I They think... have all this extra material in this version uh, that sort of charts, like, his rise to sort of power, his and, and, mm-hmm. and Marley, like, his partner. Um, their sort of rise <laughs> to power and how they took control mm-hmm. of the company that they worked for yeah. and how it sort of, like, led to them kind of having their company and stuff. Um, and that stuff's not in the book, but they it, it's done really, like really well. There, yeah. It's done really well in this, and it's just awful. Like, uh-huh. they're they're just these horrible horrible people um but you can see like what led to that mm-hmm. and then what leads from that and well, it, it's just so well done that is the interesting thing that this Ugh. movie does it but uh not a lot of other it, it, it's it's kind of probably a 50 50 whether uh you know because it's part of the movie or not but the the sort of the part of the the the, the transformation of scrooge is he was once a good man and then yeah, he became what yeah. he was, like sort of like uh, you know through circumstance and time. And he yeah, so it's about his... tapping into that goodness yeah, that was there, there originally. Mm-hmm. And that's like, for example, the Bill Murray Scrooge doesn't have that uh, element. You, you you know nothing about him really prior to. Well, I mean, you I do mean, you see... meet his brother, but yeah, I mean, and you do see the the like the you childhood meet him as stuff a kid, in that. Kid, but but that's that's much different than exactly. You know, um... It's true, like. It makes it kind of a bit more abrupt, yeah. In in that one, but um, I think in Scrooge, uh, you know, we could talk more about this yeah, next yeah. next next time. But I think in Scrooge, it, it comes more out of like because there's the romantic storyline, yeah, which is never really a big part of yeah. the actual pure like Christmas yeah, Carol yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there is yeah. that aspect, but it's not yeah. like a a major part of the plot mm-hmm. the way that it is in Scrooge. I I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, I don't can't remember. And that's my number one, but there wasn't really much of that in the Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, being that Scrooge is so much no. older. Being Scrooge is also so much older in that one. Um, um, no, I mean in, in, in Muppet Christmas Carol, it's more about um, well, the, they, they the sort cratchit. of get. It's more about getting. They get through the story kind of as quickly as they can mm-hmm. in order to make room for all yeah. the kind of. But it's often to the, make room the, for all the Muppety stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, which but, is fine. But the but, but the the. the 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 Alistair version is uh, the nineteen fifty one version. Your your number one there yeah, is yeah. is that that background that like you get to see the transformation happen both ways. Yeah, yeah. Although, absolutely. I I and this is one of the this is again this is and it's not the reason it's on my Alistair ends, um, but this is one of the things that I do feel that um, it it is still like. He becomes so deep rootedly kind of evil by the time like he's Scrooge yeah. that it does. He seems like it's a little over the top for like even what he had to do to take control of his company and and become the man. Like yeah. he didn't need to become that bad a guy. No, no. no but I think it was just to illustrate <laughs> yeah how extreme it could get or yeah. whatever. But uh, it's just it's so good. It's yeah. it's definitely the best. Well, like the well, his acting is just so tremendous. Yeah, and that's yeah. what makes it so great because like other other movies ha- are good in other ways. Um, obviously, it's not a, like a comedic. I mean, other than the the, the basic underlying, yeah, 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 that are the ridiculous comedic, the that, fantastical fun that, part that yeah. comes straight from Dickens, but the the sort of more elaborate comedic stuff that you would get in, like, say, the Muppet version, or something yeah, like oh, that, well, yeah, yeah, or in Scrooge, which is also a comedy. Um, obviously, you don't get that, um, but as far as like you know, pure adaptations of that story, um, 
I think it's the best that there is, and mm-hmm. and because of that central performance, I think I definitely I think it always. If we be. were doing like our top five Scrooges, yeah, he would be number one for yeah. But for me, it's like one and the same yeah. because he's yeah. so good yeah. that that makes it my number one. Uh, it, it is one of those. I it, this is definitely a movie I haven't seen. Is uh, it's your favorite? So you've probably seen it much more often than me. I've only seen it a few times. Yeah, but like he super memorable. I remember not even the faces of any of the other characters in it. Fair, like, that's fair. Bob Cratchit. You could show me a picture of him, and I'd say, sure, I would have no idea. I, I, I just think that's don't, fair. You know? uh, <laughs> I think that's but fair. I have Alistair Reynolds' and Scrooge like etched into my brain. You know? it's, I think that's it's, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's an excellent number one. Yeah. That is, that is, uh, I, I kind of knew it we was. Both, we both got a 50s choice. So yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of knew it was going to be your number one because I knew you love this movie. I do. And, and the fact that it didn't come up earlier, I was like, oh, it's got to be his number one. It is. Um, you <laughs> surprised me really well with your, your number three though. Like your, your three for three there. Yeah. Um, uh, that's, that's a really good, that's a really good way of doing that. Uh, well, I, I, a couple, I didn't feel like I could leave really any of those really together. off. Uh, if I was going to leave one of those, well, if I was going to. If I was going to be really strict about it, I could probably leave off uh, the 2009 Christmas Carol because, like you say, it's not the greatest version. It's mostly good because it's good visually mm-hmm. and because of the technical aspects of having like the same actors do multiple parts and stuff because of the performance capture. Um, and I probably could have left off Nightmare Before Christmas because there is that I debate. Think, I think Nightmare Before Christmas is There fine. is that debate no. as to whether it's a true Christmas movie. So if I was going to eliminate those, that would put that down to... The Buffett Christmas Carol yeah. being in that slot, um, but uh, I I, 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 I really so wanted those on so there. Yeah, yeah. So for me, that's I I just themed it up that way. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned you didn't you didn't have any add-ons and Elsos. I have a couple of things yeah. I could mention, but uh, I just have a few. Uh, the couple that were on your list: the uh, Santa Claus the movie, the 1951 Christmas Carol. Uh, I have National Lampoon's Christmas. Um, it's one of those like it's it's kind of dumb. Like, it's, it's a big popular one. Yeah. Like it's a big favorite though. A lot yeah. of people really swear by it. Mm-hmm. I was never really big into those movies, so it never really. It's like kind of by far like the most ridiculous Christmas movie. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, barring the really stupid things, no, like Jingle All the Way, there's and stuff like much that. more ridiculous. Uh, the Santa Claus. Uh, oh, there's that's, much. That's more. the one with Tim Allen, right? Yeah, yeah there's okay. much more ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Um, uh, Elf, which. Uh, oddly enough, I had not seen up until about three years ago. Uh, I know it's not that old a movie, but like, it's one of those like everybody had seen, but I just had never seen it. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, did you get a chance to see it? I know we talked about it. <laughs> yeah, I watched it last Oh, you watched it? Oh, I watched okay. it last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. It didn't make your list, so I wasn't, I, I, um, I assume it wasn't. It was, I liked it, yeah. but it, it it's was. It's goofy, com- my, my, goofy my, Christmas comedy. Yeah. yeah. I, I was talking to my mom about the fact that we were doing this top five, and she was like, she's like, oh, well, you have to see Elf before you <laughs> before you finalize your list, because it's really great. And I was like, oh. And so, like, I went through all this, like, hoops and <laughs> to, to, to whistles to and stuff to, to be able to watch it. And, um, yeah, it was all right, but yeah. it, I, it didn't really impact my list because I was like, it's just not really my kind of thing. Mm. Um, there's too much of that kind of just like, like silly, you know, Saturday Night Live spinoff comedy. It does have stuff. a bit of yeah. Like it it's does just, have it, some of that. Oh, yeah. I will say though, um, uh, Zoe Deschanel is amazing yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, not there's nothing wrong with one kind of hair color or another, <laughs> but her being blonde in it and me never having seen her blonde before. Like I, I'm not saying anything against dark hair, um, because there's nothing wrong with it. But 
something about it just because I'd never seen it before like gave me all kinds of funny feelings <laughs> in, 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 in the in the pants area. Um, Every time so, I see Elf, I'm like, oh right, yeah, she has blonde hair in this because yeah. she never has blonde hair yeah. in anything. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I had no idea. I had mm. no idea. I don't. I don't know if like I just like maybe I just because like I I've never like seen. Well, obviously I hadn't seen the movie before, but like. I, I'm sure I probably must have seen a trailer, but like, oh, yeah. probably when it first came out, oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, 12 years ago or whatever yeah. it was. Forget it's that old movie. I don't know. Actually. When did it come out? I, I don't it know. I didn't write it down. 2003, wasn't it? it uh, Could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I mean, like, I, I just wasn't that familiar with it. I just knew it was like Will Ferrell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it was good, but it, it just wasn't. It was a little too. It was too light for me. Like, it just. It, it didn't have enough substance. To it. Yeah, 2003. There was too many things that were like very uh, like manipulative, like audience manipulation, kind of like like we're the, gonna make you laugh the, here. The sort, no, no, not not <laughs> the laughing stuff, but more the the sentimental stuff. Oh, like yeah, it yeah, was yeah. very heavy handed. It was very like the sort of like sentimental Christmas version of like of like Oscar bait type of stuff, where it's like we're putting in these scenes specifically to make you feel this way, and it's like. Eh. I don't feel that way because you're do- way overdoing it yeah, yeah, yeah. and making it really, really sad. I mean, which at the same time, like, kind of just makes it, l- like, that that kind of stuff. Like, because it's almost like this is the sentimental part, wink. It, like, almost makes the sentiment yeah, also a little funny. Yeah, and I'm not trying to turn this but, into, like, but, something yeah. of being down on Elf. Like, it's no, no, a good no. movie. No, but I know what you mean. I know and what you mean. Yeah. anybody who's really into it, like, all respect. I can see why you like it, mm-hmm. why anybody would like it. Um, James Cowan is good in it, but it, he is. Yeah, he's really good. Um, Peter Dinklage is in it. Oh, that was <laughs> he another is amazing. Thing. That scene. was amazing too. Actually, yeah. yes. But I mean, how could it not be? Yeah. Um, Dinklage makes everything better. Yeah. You can put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Dinklage makes everything better. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dinklage is amazing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that it would be like it was close. Like I I just. Yeah, it's hard for me to like put a movie. Also, I mean, it's one of those things like you've seen it once now. Yeah, if it's next, hard to put a movie that I just year, saw come Christmas again, you I feel, feel like I want to see, see it, it again. Then yeah. you know, like it's hard to put a movie that I just saw for the first time that I have no real like emotional connection to on a list like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so even something like Santa Claus the movie, which I know is not that great a movie necessarily, but I have way more like emotional connection and like, yeah. like nostalgic connection to it. So that's why I decided to keep it yeah. on the list, even though, you know, Elf is probably a better movie, technically. But, you know, it just, I don't have the same connection to it. Well, and, yeah, I, like, and I felt very, like, rubbed the wrong way by certain things mm-hmm. in it. But other things were great. So, yeah, it's good. Well, like, it's really good. It's one of those, like, where, like, it's my really top... It's just, just, I don't have enough emotional attachment My to top it. five is, these are movies I watch every Christmas. Yeah. The rest are movies I watch every, every so many Christmases. Yeah. You know, every four or five years I watch Santa Claus the movie or National Lampoons. I don't feel the need to watch those every Christmas. Yep. Um, the, like, my final also ran is one that was very close to being my number five. Um, it's, it is one of those ones, I left it off the list. It bumped down to sort of also rounds because it does fall a bit into that category of the fact that it's around Christmas. It not necessarily like the fact that it's a Christmas movie, not necessarily a huge part of it. Um, is the ref, <laughs> which I is I the love the ref. I completely forgot. But about I it. do realize the ref really like yeah. it's about like 
you know, like it, the fact that it takes place at a family gathering, it could have taken place during the summer or Thanksgiving. It, it falls or, into like that. It, it falls into that diehard like yes, exactly, area right. where it's like the movie is great regardless of the fact been, that it takes it place at Christmas. Any yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been any holiday. It could have been any holiday. Yeah, um, and it's. You know, the, I mean, uh, oh, yeah. I totally forgot about it. Ah, <laughs> oh, the rat. Uh, it's another one of those like a large number of people have seen it, large number of people haven't, and yeah. it's one of those like I like to like. You've never seen the ref? Oh, a lot of people think it is a sports Christmas sports movie, <laughs> and it's like no, 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 no. <laughs> it's yeah. Dennis Leary at Chris. It's the Dennis Leary Christmas special. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, it's like like Chris. Ah, it's, it's, totally yeah. I should like watch, Santa Claus the movie. It's watch, a good. It's a good movie it. to inflict on other people. At I Christmas. should watch it this year. Yeah, um, it was one of the one like like uh, Laura had never seen it. Do I have it? I don't know if I have it. Yeah. <laughs> I must you, have you, it. And if you don't, I bet you could probably pick it up for a couple of bucks. I must have it. Surely I have it. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to check. Yeah. It's hard. Um, I have a wall. You have a wall, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's it for our uh, our top five Christmas movies. Um, I'm sure we probably missed off lots that are other people's uh, favorites. Yeah. So, for me, uh, mostly as my list... Oh, would, right. Yeah, you, as my list would probably make obvious um, and, and of my comments would make obvious... Uh, for me, it's mainly about a Christmas Carol and any related, uh, you know, um, adaptations of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if they're um, non-traditional adaptations like Scrooged, or very traditional adaptations like you know the fifty-one version, things like that. Um, I love that story. I never get tired of it. Um, I can watch a- infinite versions of that. So for me, that's mainly what I watch mm-hmm. uh, every Christmas. Is I just try to watch like as many versions of that as I can, pretty much. Uh, and I've kind of started a tradition in the last few years of I try to watch one version um, that I've not seen before per year. That's cool. When, when I can, uh, it doesn't always work out, but I try to. We're gonna run out eventually. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd be surprised though. Uh, I don't get... know if you've seen it or not. Uh, I think we we may have had this conversation in years past because I, I knew about yeah. I, I, I knew I know about your you you do you're doing this. Uh, the Henry Winkler. I don't know if I have, but it's a, uh, it's a, that one kind of is a really big departure because it's like yeah, it is it, it is it, it's like a not it's it's more of a it's like a um it's more of a thematic adaptation the way that like Scrooge did. Scrooge is it's, yeah. it's not really an adaptation yeah. of a Christmas Carol. Yeah, um, but it's. Not it's a good performance by him. Like he just in terms of like, yeah. you know, like he does a good job. I'll see if I can track it's, it down. It's it's not it's not it's one of those ones that most people have never heard of. Maybe I'll see if so, I can track it. Uh, it it is. I can't say it is like but, amazing. Um, it's not like oh yeah, you should see that. But one. I'll just but quick, I'm just just you know. quickly as like a quick aside. So in my quest to do this, uh, a couple of the ones I've seen that um I that weren't on the list because um you know I didn't think that they were amongst like the ones on the list would be like my favorite ones. Um. There's the, uh, I believe it was 84 mm-hmm. version with um, George C. Scott, which oh. was originally made for television, um, but it was um, put out like kind of like a movie, uh, I think for like foreign releases and stuff, and it's on DVD and that now. Um, that one I remembered, like I used to see it on TV, and I always remembered like being very sort of impressed, like like, oh, like that's really cool, like there's some really interesting aspects to that. And also just part of, like, being from, like, the 80s that kind of has that feel of, like, you know, a lot of my favorite, like, childhood movies Mm -hmm. or, or, like, 80s movies. Um, And uh, 
I've seen it more recently. Well, I mean, I have my own copy now, but um, I didn't end up liking as much as I sort of remembered, like I thought I would. Um, it's good though. Like it's, I'm not saying it's not good. And it actually, it turns out, I found out that it has a much better reputation than I realized. Like it's, oh. it's, it's thought of as being very, very good. Oh wow! Um, and and particularly George C. Scott's uh, performance, uh, his his version of Scrooge is 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 generally very highly regarded. Um, I didn't think it was that good, but it's it's decent. Uh, another interesting one is um, the uh, 1970 version, which is. Uh, called Scrooge, just called Scrooge, kind of like the 51. Um, and this one is a musical, uh, but the songs are not as good, I don't think, as, like, say, like, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, but it does have this one song that if it's called, like, Thank You Very Much or something, mm. and obviously I can't, like, normally I would sing the little refrain, but yeah. also I can't do that on, on here. But um, whenever anyone says something like, like thank you, you know, or, or thank you very much, or, or something that you, puts you, it in my you, mind. It is stuck in my head for like the next hour, <laughs> but it's just the one little bit, just like the, the chorus, the chorus of it, repeating yeah. over and over. So it is kind of catchy. Like most of the time, when a song gets stuck in your head, it is yeah. sort of catchy, but like not in a particularly good way. Like it's catchy, but it's like I don't like that it's catchy. Yeah. Kind of. um, but it's an interesting version. Uh, it has um, uh, Albert Finney plays Scrooge, and what's really interesting is this. Oh, upon seeing the poster, I. I this is the only one that I've seen where, uh, and this is why I really wanted to bring it up. Uh, it's not the best version by any means, so that's why it's not on my main list. But it's the only one that I've seen where they cast a young actor oh, to, to I, play the part. And yeah. they aged him up oh. for the Scrooge stuff. So basically, when they go to do the, the sort of flashbacky stuff where he's young, he's just himself. And then the modern, the modern, 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 modern. in the story... Um, stuff the the old Scrooge stuff he's in like makeup and stuff to make him old right so it's very different because usually what they do is they always they cast an older actor like older middle age uh, late middle age actor uh, as Scrooge and then they'll get like a young actor to play the young version that's yeah of course usually yeah, yeah they usually they change in almost the actor. every in almost every movie that's how they do it continue yeah um. So because of that, it's quite different, you know, from how they usually do it, where they have, mm-hmm. you know, do it the other way. So so I thought that was kind of neat. Um, also, it is definitely by far the weirdest uh, version of A Christmas Carol. Oh, really? Um, not only is it a musical, but it has all this really bizarre stuff where, like, he Scrooge, like, goes to hell. And he's, like, shown, like, what, like, what his existence will be after death if he doesn't change his ways and stuff. So it goes beyond just like the the, the like like, un, like forgotten grave kind of yeah, yeah or or like where where the ghost of Marley with the with the chains and stuff and dragging them around and that it's like it has that aspect but then like they show him like like here's where like your office in hell will be and it's like and it's all these oh, like so this is the version of Scrooge with Satan <laughs> and, it's like, and it's like these like frozen everything's like frozen and oh. stuff and and it's just really really weird uh, it's just this one little part and it's just so strange. Um, and there's just a lot of really oddball things like that, but it was made in that kind of, cause it was 1970. It came out. 
So it was kind of like, you know, made in the time of like, you know, slightly like off LSD the... and, you know, like stuff like, like it was that time Scrooge dropped LSD. Yeah. Like it, it's just weird. Like, and so that would explain the ghosts and that would explain a lot yeah, of Yeah, it's, it's worth mentioning just because it's a very odd take mm-hmm. on it, but, um, it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one, probably one of the more recent ones I've seen is the Patrick Stewart version, um, which is very, um, it's a very by the book one, isn't it? It's very average. Like it doesn't. There's not really anything too special about it, um, one way or the other. It's not bad. It's not really that great. It just kind of is. Yeah, I, I think uh, I remember you mentioning this when you it, saw it. It was yeah. inspired by like they they did it because uh, Patrick Stewart famously he has his one man show version. Yeah. Of a Christmas Carol where he runs through the entire thing, uh, in a performance, um, doing all the parts, uh, just you know, uh, to get like as like a one man show. Um, and, uh, so they made this film version where he plays Scrooge and then, you know, other people obviously play play the other part. It's, it's a conventional film. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't, they didn't like, you know, uh, CG, you know, (laughs) no, 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 uh, no. uh, Patrick Stewart into every role or anything. That would be sort of weird. Uh, but I mean, I'd watch that version, but, uh, yeah. So, so this is like taking the idea from, the fact that he did the one man show, but making a, a, a normal movie out of it with a, a full cast and everything. Um, the one kind of interesting thing about it, and this is ties into like my, my thing I was saying before about how it seems like every version has something that they kind of throw in there, like from the book that other versions don't use or just some extra little, some thing. little nugget. And of, the of... interesting thing that they do have in the Patrick Stewart version that I've never seen in any other ones is they have the section where they have the, um, where there's like the song, like the Christmas Carol or whatever, or like it's well, it's like a hymn basically. It's like a hymn that is being sung at the same time by like all these different people in different places and walks of life and stuff. That's kind of like this unifying, like you know, humanity oh, okay. kind of yeah. coming together in the spirit of Christmas kind of uh, stuff. Uh, you know, like they have people in jail and then people like out to sea and then like people in the city and people, you know, they, there's all this different. Um, and it's something that I've never really seen in any other version. It's straight from the book. Uh, it was written by Dickens, but it's something that I, they almost always cut from like every other version. So that was sort of interesting. But other than that, it was pretty average. Anyway, um, I actually there was actually a movie. So like I say, I I mostly just watch versions of a Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, every version I can get my hands on, I watch and. Everything else kind of, I'm like, man, I'm not that into. Uh, sort of one more movie of note uh, that's yep. kind of actually a humongous classic uh, that, uh, not in the, in, in the sort of in the same vein as you had not seen Elf, yep. uh, but uh, I have hilariously n- missed this movie growing up as a kid, um, and then just. Every time it was on TV, I was always busy, or I didn't realize. It was often like, oh, it was on TV oh, last night. You're talking about It's a Wonderful Life, right? It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. I finally so, saw it last year for the very it, first time. It, it, it's a Wonderful <laughs> Life is a great film, but it, I feel like it sort of falls into that same sort of category of, like, it's not really a Christmas movie because it's not really about Christmas. No, no. It's about other things, and it could have taken place, place at, at any, any time. time. That's, um, yeah. Uh, it's just the, the hilarious... I. It's one of those, like... It just uses sort of Christmas I, as a device. I, every but... year, I'm like, this is the year I'm going to watch A Wonderful Life, yeah. and I just, I forget. I it's miss the opportunity to see it. And then it'll be like, it's Boxing Day, I missed it again. Yeah. And then, and then it sort of became a, a like a bit of a game with, like, 
am I going to accidentally run across it this year? I'm not going to make any oh. intent to see it, but if it comes up, I won't avoid it. And then, like, last year, I was just like, all right, forget it. Let's do this. And, and I watched it. I really enjoyed it. I'm a huge fan of uh, Jimmy Stewart. Of Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Um, That's why I was, like, so surprised that you went for so long without watching it. Watching it, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree. It's one of those, like... There's a Christmas element to it, but yeah, really. I have a number of movies like that. If it was I a real really... Christmas movie, it would definitely be on the list, because it's a great uh, movie. Look, looking at it's my, not a real Christmas movie. Looking at my movie collection, I have a number of movies that are like... Um, like, uh, there's a Humphrey Bogart movie, We're No Angels, yeah. which takes place at Christmas. Yeah. You know, I even... There's lots of stuff. Uh, I, I think even... Trading Places. Trading Places. that whole section that's um, at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, even Home Alone... Alone, falls yeah. falls into that category. Well, like I like Home Alone. It's one of those ones I watch. Yeah, what does it have years. to do with Christmas? Like, like seriously, it, it's one of those ones where the, the family's all away. That's you know, the, Christmas is the instigator. Yeah, but it is uh, not like it could have been anything. Like what we yeah. talked about with the time travel. Like I say, it's it's uh, the the interesting thing is is Home Alone two Christmas plays a much larger part. Uh, the the whole element of the Toy Store Christmas. Yeah, a lot of but the first Home Alone. It's just a home invasion movie. It you know um, it makes it sound so much darker. So much darker. It's just like home invasion movie. It was well, just it's like, like that one with Jodie Foster. Yeah, yeah. It's like Panic Room. It's just like Panic Room. Uh, Panic Room, excellent movie. That, uh, that'd be like that'd be like your like 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 your section in, the, in your video personal video store, like how you organize things. Christmas like invasion. Home Alone and and Panic Room. Yeah, like, yeah. They're in the they're, they're in the genre as home invasion movie. Home invasion genre. Yeah. Um. Uh, and another one that is not a great movie that I don't watch very often at all, but every once in a while I watch it. This year will be a, a year for it because uh, Laura has never seen it. Is oh. uh, Ernest Saves Christmas? Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, a I, I remember this being a TV special, mm-hmm. uh, and it was on TV. I don't think it was actually ever in the theaters, but yeah. it is a full ninety minute length movie. And I was like, I haven't seen it in probably a decade or more, so I'm going to watch it this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's probably <laughs> a bunch of stuff that I've forgotten yeah, about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But for sure. obviously, if I forgot about it, it can't yeah, be that important. Yeah. I mean, so, you just Google one, Christmas the, the ones, films. The ones and, that I picked you know, are, are the ones that yeah. are the most oh, important sure. to me. Yeah, the ones I watch so, all the time, the ones that yeah. you really, you know, I enjoy but, watching. I mean, of course, there's always others that you to. could watch, like, yeah. you know. The point. The point is, is that we're supposed to be talking about our favorite ones, yeah. not yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, not yeah. uh, you know. Obviously, there's going to be other ones that are yeah, worth yeah. watching. Yeah, you know. But um, you got to be a pretty bad movie to not be worth investing at least you know ninety minutes. Ninety in. minutes. Like, yeah, it's ninety minutes of your life. Yeah. It, it, you know, yeah. you you won't even miss it. Yeah, really. Um, you know, it's you know, like, yeah, you, it's yeah. like how many movies are really and, true? And the thing is, is unless you're in the theater. If you're 20, 30 minutes into a movie and you don't like it, yeah. you can turn it off. Yeah. You know, like it, nobody's holding you down and making you watch the full 90 yeah, minutes or I mean, two hours, you know. But I, but I mean, you know, my point is is that I just feel like a lot of times people get into these things of like, well, like... If it's you, either amazing or unwatchable. Yeah. Or like, like, those are the only two categories. Or like, if you, you don't mention everything, it means yeah, that, yeah. like, you don't like it. And it's like, well, no, there's tons of movies I like yeah. that I'm not going to talk about in a top five because yeah. it's supposed to be top five. Like, yeah. you know, and, and so... Um. Yeah, it's like don't take it too seriously. Yeah, it's these are just the favorites. Yeah, like, yeah. There's obviously well, those are your favorites. Mine is the actual top five <laughs> oh, okay. best movies. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitive. All right. Yeah. Any final words? Uh, no. I. I mean, right. I think we pretty much so covered everything. Recap our choices. Uh, my number five is Love Actually. 
Four is a Christmas story. Three wait, is it, White it, Christmas. It, it, wait, is it actually? It love is actually. Is it actually your, your number five? Love actually. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see how long you can, I can keep I wasn't going to play. I'll play that game. All right. Uh, three is White Christmas. Two is Scrooged. And one is The Muppet Christmas Carol. All right. Um, so my five was Santa Claus movie. Uh, my four is Gremlins. My three is uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, Night Before Christmas, and A Christmas Carol from 2009. Uh, my two is Scrooged. And my one is Scrooge from 1951 or A Christmas Carol, if you so prefer. Yeah. Uh, it, again, like I say, it was a UK production. The UK version is called Scrooge, but the North American version is called The Christmas Carol, which matches the original book title, so that's my preferred title. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. Uh, all right. So this is our uh, this will be our last episode, uh, normal style episode before Christmas. Uh, next week we're doing the Scrooge, Scrooge Watch. Commentary, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, well, we'll, we'll, there's a, we have a, well, we have a final episode this year after that, the, that's up in the air at the moment. Cause it's, it's riding on a number of things about what that episode might be. Well, the uh, next thing after that would be the December update episode, but that'll have to be at the very beginning of January. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm, unless we somehow squeeze an extra one in. But... Yeah. Uh, right. Um, so, um, so yeah, so that, I guess that's it for this week. Um, we're on SoundCloud, yeah, Facebook, yeah, follow, iTunes, comment, yeah, like the episode, um, and like the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Leave uh, comments on there. Uh, the ask, Facebook page, we ask questions. Promise, not there's not a lot of spamming posts on there. No, it's, it's straight up just, just the updates and stuff and anything when the episode that we really comes feel up. Like we really want to say. Yeah. Um, in the future, the there might be a poll or two on there. I, you know, it depends on how many people. Yeah, are but I mean, definitely, if you have suggestions or um, questions, really a good place to leave comments for questions us. about like something that we've talked about, or mm. you know, like, oh, what are you guys thinking about this? Um, then you can totally leave that stuff there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, until next week, um, I'm Chris. This is Emmett. Cheers.